All right, we are we're up here. This is a special edition of the Mount Washington Avalanche Center weekly uh, outreach podcast. We usually do these on Fridays. It's Saturday at noon. I'm joined by Frank Karras, lead snow ranger here in the courtyard, right outside uh, Hojo's here at Hermit Lake. So Frank, yeah, why are we doing this today, not yesterday? What's going on? Well, Andrew, yesterday was a very busy day um, preparing um, briefings for decisions to be made about what happens in the Cutler River drainage and what happens in the forest regarding backcountry skiing. Um, as you noticed on your ski up and uh, when you're in the parking lot, people are really not social distancing. They're ignoring the governor's stay-at-home order and... Uh, so it's pretty clear that uh, we might have to follow suit as other um, avalanche centers and other forests and, and land management units around the country have, have done and take more aggressive action to get people to, to respect the healthcare uh, professional's advice to stay at home. So how does that work? And we're here watching, we just watched a pack of five or six people go right by us. Are you gonna submit? your observations and then they'll make decisions off that what's the timeline looking like for the potential to to do a shutdown yeah so the the timeline for us um is uh basically sooner rather than later since the governor's order was issued um you know he, cut, he talked about it thursday it went into effect friday night um we're gonna we're gonna follow suit and um, cease issuing forecasts on Monday, um, Sunday will be our last forecast. And um, then we will probably have a closure order in place for Tuckerman Ravine and Huntington Ravine, basically the Cutler River drainage by the end of the week. And uh, believe me, this comes, uh, this is not an easy decision. You know, we, we support outdoor activities and outdoor recreation and, um, you know, this, this means that we can't come up here and ski on our days off and, um, we're not, it's not something we really want to do. It's something more that we, we have to do as, as citizens really, um, you know, this is not a decision wasn't made in a vacuum either. We've looked at what happened in for the Northwest Avalanche Center where one of their forecasters became positive. One of the other, um, folks who works in the avalanche world um eight of ten of the people who he went skiing with in british columbia um caught came down with the virus two of them are serious um this friend of mine is basically in lockdown in his house having to sleep in a down jacket when he's feverish he's lost his sense of smell you know this is this is serious um this is real and uh it's invisible to most people right now, so it doesn't feel real. And uh, the real the fact of the matter is, you know, immune compromised people, you know, otherwise healthy people with asthma or um, chronic or emphysema can um, can die. So, you know, we're just trying to help the healthcare networks prepare and stay ahead of this uh, the curve and keep their hospital beds open and then um you know safety concerns to the forecast team themselves as well so it's certainly it's certainly been a challenge watching it <clears throat> i mean i'm i'm in a weird position where i i i'm like you i want to ski and you start thinking about your influence and 
like can you really enjoy it that much if you know that you're part of the problem you know potentially part of the problem like you're in your post you mentioned we don't go out into the mountains with the intention of getting hurt or causing problems no one does and if you look at what happened in you was that utah and the wasatch all those avalanches that got triggered yeah the other was that yeah, yeah. yesterday or two days ago that's that's super scary and all those people weren't intending going sure. and getting caught in in slides and the reality is is that a day like today today's like sort of i think people are getting stir crazy yeah. on quarantine and they're like well i saw a picture at tuckerman's it's like it's so good right now it's gonna the temps are right and today's yeah. gonna be potential for great spring skiing and you're like well yeah but so if everyone else is thinking the same thing and in the big picture we're trying to yeah not come bring people from all over and trying to isolate and this is far from it i'm i'm you, i'm sure everyone can hear the the background i mean we have like 30 people here and when i came up i passed maybe 35 40 people and yeah barely found a parking spot in pinkham yeah yeah and i and i asked around with people on the way up i asked where they're from and you know, I got responses from Maine, Weir, New Hampshire, Vermont, via Holderness, um, Massachusetts. You know, some folks were like, well, my parents have a place in Lincoln. You know, we heard all those stories, and that is not really in keeping with the governor's, um, you know, closure concept. Like, his statements seem to support outdoor recreation, but I generally, like, if you dig into a little bit the the thought there is you know yeah go go for a run or go hiking in your neighborhood maybe go for an easy hike locally but um you know these riskier activities um or activities that take you traveling um or create more of a problem and search and rescue community is really clamoring for some kind of action um you know in the when you're carrying somebody out, it can take a crew of 20 or 30 to do it. And that violates the social distancing of all the folks on the team who live, you know, at great distance from each other. Plus they're then next to the patient who may or may not have this or be a carrier, and whether they're symptomatic or not, you know, it's, a, it's an exposure. And, um, you know, the way that plays out for us is if one of us becomes exposed then we're out for two weeks. And when we're trying to write a forecast and we have snow rangers dropping like that out for two weeks, it basically it's opening us up for making mistakes and poor forecasts. And um, at the end of the day, skiing, you know, I think by most people's measure is not really a, um, an essential activity. No, absolutely not. I mean, I don't, they don't need to bread and, you know, you don't need to soften it up. It's, very clear that this is a luxury activity we could all be doing stuff near our house and i don't know i'm i'm pretty amazed by you know the people that are still coming up and really don't care because we're we're just at the beginning of this um also here to my right is jake inger who works at ski the whites jake's parents are in the healthcare system and they're talking about we're just at the beginning of this and that you know potential for this the cases to double yeah. is it triple so no. uh sounds like cases will be doubling every four days so exponentially uh for the next three weeks um and that is the quoted peak right now um and it's it's just crazy because no one's really seeming to observe anything uh and for someone whose parents who are really in the thick of it it's it's crazy to hear 
just how crazy their lives and how much stress they're under because people won't observe any of the suggestions that the government's been putting out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all in our best interest to do what we can to nip this at the bud. And I think uh, when Frank mentioned how we're, um, we feel healthy and, and invincible because we're, we're young, relatively young fit. We're not at the at-risk and the at-risk demographic. And the thing is, is that we've seen a lot of people in our demographic get severely sick. So I don't know, for some, for people just to treat this like an everyday flu, you know, it's like you'd rather just go the extra, put, put in the extra caution to prevent something that ultimately, you know, could be life-threatening. Yeah, so um, another guest we could talk to and get a get an opinion from here as a Bring him emergency in. room doc at Dartmouth. He's uh, a uh, friend of mine, new climbing partner. He's been advising um, us on other things like the um, hypothermia death and the avalanche last April. And we connected and um, we've been having some time, some... Uh, rock climate adventures lately um, but he is here to to help advise us as well um, so maybe we can get a yeah bring him in yeah is it nick yeah it is dr nick dr nick perfect yeah how's it going yeah give um introduce yourself yeah and... uh my name is nick weinberg i am an emergency room doctor now working at dartmouth uh, a long time climber and backcountry skier um, since before I became a physician um, and I used to guide and I also specialize in expedition and kind of mountain medicine as well in addition to emergency medicine excellent so yeah you're up here today what's what brings you up here and yeah let's let's talk uh, well I you know like everyone else here probably just wanted to ski but I also kind of wanted to see what the scene was like up here and how crowded it would be um it's it's pretty crowded um i guess not surprisingly but well the, like i was saying the parking lot's pretty full but it's not overflowed yet so you know it, it you can tell that there is some restraint out there that it's not that people aren't descending you know or climbing up tucks like you normally see the numbers not, while the numbers are pretty low for a weekend they seem really high for the current situation yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I, I take this social distancing thing pretty seriously, actually. I think um, this whole situation has potential to become very serious, especially around here. Uh, it hasn't yet. Um, and I, I did notice coming up, you know, most people kind of got out of my way as I was passing them. But definitely people, some people didn't. And there were some large groups of people. So I think most people are aware of it, but not everyone. Mm -hmm. So I guess the grand overview of your winner, because I don't know, I, I can, we can harp on this stuff and I'm not sure if the, you, how much more you want to add to the COVID-19 stuff. You can, you know, from what you've seen or the research you've done and what you've advised with Frank, if there's stuff that you don't think is in the mainstream media and just stuff that us as everyone that's listening to this is probably has some desire to come up here as a backcountry skier of some sort, outdoor enthusiast, if there's stuff that any more information that you want to share that you don't think that, you know, people are realizing? Um, I mean, I don't know what, you know, what people's level of awareness is. Uh, definitely a lot of out-of-state cars in the parking lot. 
Um, so people are definitely coming from Massachusetts, for example, up here for the day. Um, and I think everyone, you know, thinks, you know, well, they'll just ski and stay away from everyone. And then you get a large crowd of people like right here. So um, <laughs> I think, you know, every, everyone has different expectations and um, the reality is now we have a large crowd here. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 27 people at least. Yeah. Including, and then us, so over 30. And, uh, you know, we're outdoors, we're spread out a little bit, but yeah. still, yeah, I don't know. I was feeling that too, just passing people on the way up and I don't know, you know, it's... I think about the rescue situation, like if they have to respond, yeah. we've got a bunch of people traveling. Yeah, like, yeah. Right to call the ski patrol on I don't yeah Frank's Frank's brought up a question yeah. about rescues and yeah I, th I thought about that coming up because at first this morning I was I thought to myself oh well I'll just come up here and stay away from everyone and then what happens if someone gets hurt you inevitably get pulled into these situations or I do when this happens um, <laughs> um, and then what do you you know what do you do yeah, with the good the Samaritan, the good Samaritan act here what are but... the ethics behind this you know um, and there are a lot plenty of people that are now asymptomatic I'm sure people here have COVID some of these people so there are asymptomatic people that have it and are carrying it um, so you know it's relatively low risk compared to being I don't know in a busy bar or something in New York City but there's probably some risk still mm -hmm. yeah I don't I think we're all <clears throat> it's really hard to hard to conceive that like yeah that there's the people here potentially infected and carrying it yeah that's really hard to grasp but that's the reality of it, right? We've had so many people. You're saying Boston, you're saying Massachusetts, but you know, you're right, Jake. We have people from. You got people from Connecticut. You no, know, people are people are coming from. Oh boy, people from Connecticut, New York, yeah, all over. It's yeah. not just Massachusetts. Yeah. People right. are coming, right? Of course. So yeah, that's what's unique about Tuckerman Ravine and just pink them notch in general that people are coming it draws people from all over and that's where the big picture of is tucks closed sort of feels like it should be because it has the potential it draws people from all over whereas some of the other local spots maybe diane's bath that's another one <laughs> no it draws draws people yeah. from all over and yeah you know that we could we could be doing a lot of um disservice by like allowing this to be i don't know if you got to think about is one life worth it like what is it worth protecting to shut things down for the yeah. just our yeah you know us as being mountain lovers i, I think probably the answer is that we it should be shut down and you know if we're going to do this i think you should go all out and be um you know swift and definitive and not do a, not yeah, let the decision approach. do not let the decision um, be in these people's hands yeah. you sort of have to make that form and i feel the same way where I hate it when we like Jake and I were like, what do we like? Is it okay for us even to be up there? Like, should we even, should we be doing yeah. this on the phone? Are we just part of the problem? And yeah, like we're so wishy-washy yeah. where we just wish, you know, we, if someone just said, Hey, pink them, the, the, not the parking lots closed. Don't even like yeah. come up here. Yeah. Then that, that's like usually enough to stop yeah. most of people, most of the people. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I got a lot of grief from several of my colleagues and friends this morning. We had a kind of ethical text debate this morning and, the the consensus was that you know we shouldn't be coming up here from several other physicians and healthcare workers if that's worth anything so i feel a little bit guilty here but 
<laughs> but you're, yeah, you're here. Well, I need you to be here. I need, I need advice. <laughs> Seriously, like, yeah, that's super helpful, and um, I can. Uh, I'm not going to edit this, Frank. This oh, is really? that's no, too much work. Okay. <laughs> Straight forward. Yeah, we're just going to get this up. Yeah, okay. So basically, um, you know, it's real helpful to have um, these influences because we are dealing with like this and what's an invisible enemy for the layperson, you know, and it doesn't seem real when you're not seeing someone laying there dying. And so that kind of impact on me of the the conversation I had with my friend who had, you know, his whole group contracted and he's sick and there's some people seriously sick like that. That meant something I, and I you know, I don't want to be guided by emotions in these decisions, you know, which that has the risk of being guided that way. But it really lends itself to like, it really ratchets up the data, you know, like it, if I look at the data and look at the big red bubbles on the map, it, it doesn't seem nearly as real as once you talk to somebody or you see a patient. So having Nick here to help us and he's a, as a medical advisor and the folks at Dartmouth have been helping us just grapple with some of the medical problems that we come up with. Um, you know, it's, it's good to hear that support and I know we're gonna get a, a, a mixed bag of responses from from people. Um, some people are gonna think we're doing the right thing. Generally, the local community, I believe, is gonna be thinking we're doing the right thing. Yeah. That's the way the that's the way it played out in in uh, in Washington. Is the folks in the small towns, you know, Snoqualmie Pass and others, um, they didn't like seeing hundreds of people in their parking lots, overwhelming their community and potentially getting COVID faster into their hospital. So I think that's uh, that's kind of who we need to think about, or that's that's what we need to consider when making this decision. And if somebody's pressure, you know, ski season is short, and so be it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of disregard a lot of the locals uh, who like live up in Kowas County or uh, in neighboring places that maybe aren't in the best health, and they just are still coming up here thinking that. Oh, stopping at one store like oh it's just me i just need to i just need to stop here or i just i'm getting gas and it's the little things like that that we don't even know if that's going to be part of the big problem um so i don't know i see on strava people that i know who live in new york city coming up here or i see them what just sitting up here and it's like i don't know is that like or are we gonna look back and just like see that we've like not even the people at the parks but just like the small towns like i don't think uh some of the northern counties in new hampshire have like ever had issues with like viral spreading um i don't know if there's like a chart of like that jeremiah like put on a story that like they've never had an issue with the virus and now it's like the first time in hundreds of years that they're having like some outbreak issue yeah, I guess we won't know. We won't know till we know, and it's too bad that we're being so reactionary about all of this stuff versus trying to be more proactive and be like, why even let this be an issue? Like, why don't we just, yeah, you know, it's like is our love for skiing that strong, you know, and recreating that like for the greater good? If we just overreacted and just chalk that one up as like, yeah. well, it was a yeah. fire drill, right? How how do you survive without having like one aspect of like? 
things that we love. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good practice for an even worse pandemic, right? At some point in the future where the kill rate and the spread rate is higher, that might be um, certainly something to think about. And that's what the health, public health experts have been saying loudly for decades, you know, these things that mutate so fast. Um, I think I'm um, getting over my pay grade talking about these topics for I mean, sure. I, but. I think one thing people could think about is uh, like if you if we went into a draft, how drastically your life would change. So if you could just people could just chill out for a few weeks and sit, it's like if you compare this to getting drafted, this is a, a way better scenario. Right. Than than just being at home for a few weeks. Yeah. Reading a book, like hanging out, relaxing, like maybe take this as a blessing. Yeah. We're not asking folks to get shipped off to Afghanistan. We're no, just asking them no. to watch Netflix too much. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I don't, it's 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 a challenge, and I think we'll get more. I, it, unfortunately, it's going to take more cases to like hit home. You know? Yeah. Like once you're saying like, someone's directly, you know, someone directly that gets gets diagnosed with it, then you're like, all right, now it's serious. So. There goes another one, two, three, four. Yep, people yeah. are people are heading up to the bowl. Well, when do you think we'll know? Like, when is the when's your next call? Like, is this something where Monday? Do you have another call lined up, or is this again based on what you're seeing this weekend? Yeah. So the the forecasting is uh, we saw it coming. We talked about dialing it back with folks last week, and you know we saw people bring folks who had never skied the head wall up. So that's not really an example of dialing it back. And uh, granted, no one was hurt that day, but it just speaks volumes about this concept that we can have people choose their level of risk. You know, when you're in a in 50 degree terrain, if you've not been up here before, or if you've only been up here a few times, if, you know, you could, you know, anyone could get hurt is the reality of it. So the dialing it back message is a little bit hollow. As we were talking about earlier, like, we could go up. You could, you could go up and ski, shoot, and everything else, and then just yeah, a red squirrel skis out in front of you. I don't know. I'm anything, sure it, right. yeah. anything can happen. A ton of a ton of expert slash professional skiers have yeah. wrecked themselves in totally. the least the in, the, in the green. It's the green the stuff yeah. that catches you off guard. The commonplace, all the all the stuff that gets you in trouble in avalanche terrain can get you just as much in trouble skiing on the green circles. Yep, you just get comfortable and complacent. Yeah. So just stay tuned, I'd say, is the advice um, to the website. And, um, you know, we'll like tomorrow's our last forecast for a while, um, putting that on pause. And um, more than likely, there's going to be a closure of the Cutler River drainage um, this week. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's that. I don't think there's a ton more to say about it i mean i think if we still just you know i still i think there's still like a lot of knowledge just to be passed along having these conversations and if we I, we should back up and because it is fun to recap the weeks and what happens yeah. while uh in between these episodes we ended last friday when we recorded last um went into a weekend with some firm firm conditions and then we got the new snow and the firm conditions was like the long sliding falls yeah so yeah yeah that's that what, what we had some lessons learned on that right yeah i can't did we talk about the incident last during the week when the guy was stranded yes because you were with mike 
Mike's other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that was the guy who had been in the ER in New Jersey where they had had a COVID patient a couple weeks ago. So then from there, we got the new snow, got some wind slabs, 11 inches at Hermit Lake and only eight inches on the summit, which blew into some a bit of a wind slab problem, but just barely. Like the, the, the winds were really light. And then we had a, um, that was, so Tuesday we got that snowfall, had a widespread mid-storm avalanche cycle, basically sliding on that ice crust. Um, some of it fairly large, like Duchess, um, close to D2, like a, not even a slab avalanche, but just a point release that entrained all the snow, pushed down into the woods. And uh, that could have that could have definitely broken somebody, maybe could have buried them. And then lots of other um, point releases all over the bowl. None that we saw in Gulf of Slides until we had a human trigger on Wednesday, I believe it was, possibly Thursday, um, as it warmed up in there. So most of that's settled by now. Um, so we had a little bit of new snow uh, last night um, and a little bit the day before, just creating just a little bit of a refresh here and there creating more of a wet loose problem so we're back we're down to down to um a low danger rating today um after being at considerable for two days which was turns out probably a little bit conservative we did have widespread natural avalanches but um they weren't as big as we thought they were like the 11 inches that we thought was up there wasn't really um, there sounds like some it got eight and much of it did not win transport so most of the avalanche activity was smaller than we thought um, yeah we saw that when we were up on Wednesday I think it yeah, was Wednesday ran, ran into you, um, that the bowl seeing yeah. the tracks on the floor you don't realize it you're like this something looks weird here yeah. when you're looking down you just see a few paths coming down but the fact that the snow had just stuck to the base of the floor and the wind hadn't scoured it yeah it's, yeah. a, it's a rare that is a rare, rare sighting very unusual yeah and seeing fresh tracks like basically pow and left gully was also something you don't see a whole lot so it's kind of wet pow but it wasn't that great the, no, ski, the skiing that, is very yeah. is variable and like even today i we're up here and i thought you know it's forecast to be a little warmer than it was and i'm pretty cold here and this isn't the classic spring day by any means we've got a high cloud layer and I don't think things are necessarily softening up the way that people are yeah. anticipating. I don't think it's going to be fantastic. I think it'll be edgeable, but probably not good classic spring corn. If it makes folks feel any better, it's probably not not the best day up there. And it's clouding up as we speak, so the afternoon beer drinking conditions aren't going to be as good. Maybe at Black Mountain. Maybe at Black Mountain. I would, yeah, I would have had a couple uh, sponsored beer um advertisements right here but i guess we can't no i'm in uniform no in uniform we'll do uh we'll do our own thing down in black but looking at the weather forecast today it is what it is and tomorrow looks terrible right yeah a little mixed snow and rain um probably not even a window i think it starts to snow tonight and then turns to rain so i think tomorrow will be all rain um That'll take us back to a, some sort of reset. Not sure if it gets cold after that. I'm having a hard time keeping the weather forecast straight. I'm looking at virus updates or, you know, virus forecasts as much as I'm looking at weather updates. So kind of hard to stay on top of the long-term weather, but. Well, I, uh, you know, you hope like the take-home <laughs> message is like, stay home. Don't even worry about up here. You're not missing out. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think. Good day to find another activity. Yeah, it was beautiful down the valley, and I'm cold right now up here, and we're not even in the elements. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good message, and I just want to circle back and just remind folks that, you know, this is not a, not a decision to come lightly to try and reduce use, but, you know, I'm listening to the pandemic experts and public health experts, and at this point, the economy is severely crippled and damaged already so you're not even doing any good by buying some gas fill-ups i don't think to the local folks so um seems like everybody would prefer folks to respect the stay-at-home order yeah all right well if people want to learn more keep keep posted on uh or you know find out what's happening up here check in with the mount washington avalanche center.org right yeah. So we'll have links to everything. Follow them on Instagram. Frank's been killing it lately among his other rangers with accurate and very um, lively posts coming out. So lively. Yes. (laughs) No, they're great. Thank you. We appreciate the honesty and and candidness with your thoughts and and guidelines and suggestions. And even these are all suggestions at this point. You're not here. It looked like you were blocking people from going up the TRT, but you weren't. You were just giving them a nice, nice glare <laughs> behind those mirrored sunglasses. But um, yeah, they're suggestions. But I think it takes um, takes some someone in your position like to often get people to listen. Like they're not necessarily going to listen to their peer, but if you know if someone coming from the Forest Service or yeah, as um, we all know, in a group with your partner, it's really easy to talk yourself into doing something dangerous. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at the Darwin Darwin Awards, right, for that. And I can certainly think back through my history where we've convinced ourselves something's a good idea when it isn't. So, yeah. Well, thanks for getting us all this information. Looking forward to passing it along this afternoon. And yeah, um, yeah if anyone has any questions, they can, if anyone wants to get in touch with you directly, do you encourage that? Sure. That's mwactalks at gmail.com. That's fine. We'll, we're pretty busy. We can't always get back to people, but we can try that. Um, you know, Frank at Mount Washington Avalanche Center.org is, is me directly. Um, you know, I, I would also encourage you to look at um, Instagram, look at other avalanche centers and follow places like the Avi Institute um, or American Avalanche Institute. They're doing some interesting stuff online. Lots of people are offering some tutorials and even avalanche awareness classes. Um, Six Points Avalanche and Bozeman is doing some classes even some higher level huh fat biker wow um people are uh you know um there's other opportunities you can stay in the game and keep your avalanche brain um working um with the and still socially uh you know distance yourself from other folks so i'm gonna try we might try to offer some maybe more podcasts maybe some deeper dives into some incidents or accidents in the future um you know, if we're not forecasting, we'll have some time to do that while we're not working on other stuff. So, all right. Well, we appreciate it. Again, it's it's a great way to get get the message out, and um, yeah, hopefully people start to realize that this is a little more serious than you know the the value of coming up and getting your spring skiing in should be outweighed by the greater good of the the general public and our health and safety. So, um, yeah, you heard it. Stay at home. You know, as far as we're concerned, Tux is closed for the season. And I don't know, there's lots of other stuff to do to stay busy. Um, 
So that's the take home message. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Frank. We'll, we'll chat again next week. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks, Andrea. I should have said, don't scan at your local resorts. That's been a problem. Forest service is going. Yeah. Don't scan at your local resorts. Yeah. There it is. There is a, uh, there is a lot of concerns there because they didn't shut down. Um, there's a lot of obstacles. They don't have any ski patrol. Fishing game doesn't want to, they don't need to be overwhelmed with these folks either. And um, Well, it all falls under non-essential activities. Yeah, you're, you're not staying at home if you're skiing, skinning at a resort. So, yeah, it's a pretty clear message, really.